0: For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. This is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Vortex Optics. Mic check, one, two, three, mic check, woo! We fired up. I know i probably blew your eardrums out but um i just for the very first time ever this year i have looked at the 10-day forecast for iowa and i'm fired up uh there's no weather really that is is gonna get me to go out and be like oh man i gotta catch this cold front or i gotta do this this and this um but I've I've looked for the first time this year at the 10-day forecast. I'm bringing it up now. It's going to be warm. It's going to be sunny. A variety of winds. There's actually quite a few uh, east winds. And the forecast actually goes all the way to October 10th, um, where I'll be seeing northwest winds, east winds, west winds southwest north northwest winds like just a variety of different winds there's one day in there actually that looks good uh to go hunt and i'm going to talk about uh my plans here for the next um uh the next handful of uh weeks maybe the month of october even and uh really get into how i'm going to approach not i have i have one more scheduled western hunt i'm heading to south dakota chasing mule deer but on top of that i'm not really like i i i am shooting from the hip like i always do in iowa right and when the when it's time to go it's time to go when it's not it's not and um and so we're going to talk about that today i gotta what am i going to do here what am i going to do here all right weather's looking good anyway we're gonna do some commercials real quick, just briefly mention them, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it on you, and then we're gonna get out of here today. Okay, real quick episode I think, unless I get carried away and talk too much, but uh, uh, s- saddle hunting is gonna be uh, an option this year. It's gonna be something I'm gonna be testing out this year, and so uh, in the next handful of weeks, actually, I'm gonna be going to one of the properties, setting up some sticks. And then having those be my sets for uh, my my sets for my uh, my saddle, and and so if you guys are looking for uh, a saddle or want to try a saddle, sat in it several times now, shot out of it several times now, and I'm starting to get the hang of it. It's pretty comfortable. Um, now I trust me, I haven't done a four hour sit yet. That's gonna be. Uh, that's going to be the test, the true testament uh, to whether or not I'm going to like it. But thus far and what i've sat in it and they have what they call i think they call the old man strap where it's a a secondary strap that you can go underneath your armpits a little bit and it helps with guys maybe with some lower back issues i have lower back issues i have knee issues i'm just an old piece of shit and so when they have a little device like that that could maybe save my knees and save my back i think i'll 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 go that so if you're looking for a, a saddle go check out tethered they have uh What do they got? They got platforms, they got sticks, they got straps, they got accessories, everything you need for saddle hunting. Wasp archery, dude. Man, lots of guys are asking me, uh, can I get the discount code? I want the discount code. Give me the discount code. The discount code is NFC20. NFC20, and uh, that's 20% off a pack of wasp broadheads. Why do I get fired up about, like, it's the primal it's the it's the barbaric part of hunting right it is what ultimately does the seek and destroy every time i think of gin 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 right the the seek and destroy by uh, metallica I think of Wasp broadheads because they destroy everything they hit. And that's why I like using them. And I'm confident in it. And I've killed a lot of shit with Wasp broadheads. And hopefully you guys um, give them a try. Wasparchery.com. They got mechanicals and they have fixed blades. And the best part about it is the design is badass. The material they use is grade A. And a majority majority of their heads are built in the United States. Check out wasparchery.com discount code nfc or excuse me yeah nfc20 hunt stand dude it's a, it's time to become obsessed with access routes for me anyway um, especially when i'm talking about my whitetail spots here in iowa it is 100% obsession with finding the right access route for the right wind direction and that needs to be that needs to be a priority uh i know it is for me but for everybody really you can't if you if you get to the tree the wrong way or the spot the wrong way and you're blowing deer out or you're leaving a shit ton of scent and it's blown your wind's blown in the wrong direction you're wasting your time right so you have to obsess and that's why i use um Hunt stand to obsess over my access routes, to obsess over the documentation of what I see the rubs, the scrapes, the the pinch points, the travel corridors, where my stands are, uh, the landowners' names, all that stuff. So if you want to go find out all the uh, functionality that you can uh, use on Huntstand go visit huntstand.com discount code SN20 for 20% off. And so 20% off 30 bucks, man, that's uh, that's even a big, that's a big discount. So go take advantage of that. And then last but not least, Vortex Optics, man, I, I my Nebraska hunt, my South Dakota hunt, just use the shit out of those things. We're talking, uh, just on them, on them. I'm trying to pick apart the terrain. Love the spotting scopes. Love the binoculars. Love the, the brand new rangefinder. Jeez, where's that the nah. the Crossfire HD 1400? I have the Crossfire HD 1400, dude. It's it's so good. Um, so if you're and all their products are good and all their customer support is good and everybody that works for that company is grade a, I haven't met everybody yet. So maybe there are some bad apples just kidding, but, um, everybody I've met, man, just class acts and, uh, they, they represent one of the top brands, uh, in, in the, the hunting and outdoor space. So whether you want to look at birds or you want to look at big bucks, go check out vortexoptics.com and that's it. All right dude, like, I don't know. I I get back from this Nebraska hunt and I am just thinking about this new property that I have access to, right? And there's a part of me that wants to get in it. And like I mentioned, I'm looking at this forecast, right? It's high 60s all the way up to mid 70s, right? The high in the next 20 days, the low is gonna be 66 on one day. And the high is going to be 74 in in this next 20-day spell. And so we, we're, I'm looking at somewhere around October 5th, and I kind of want to go in and hunt. And I want to do it for two reasons. One, just to get an idea of how the deer are moving through this property, right? I don't know anything about it other than what my cell cam has told me and that there's shooter deer there. That cell cam has since ran out of batteries and now I'm sitting here with no, no current information, you know, no big deal. I've, I've been in that boat before, but, um, uh, I want to get out there and I want to hunt a morning or excuse me. I want to hunt an evening, a morning, and then another evening hunt. And the reason I want to do that is to get what I'm going to say is two sets up maybe three sets up. And, and so what I want to do is I want to get those set up so that when I come back there in late October or during the rut in November, I'm going to have the ability to walk right in and walk right up a tree and not really necessarily have to set around with like a, a running gun. And basically, am I afraid to do a running gun? No, but it would be nice to get a couple sets up in what i'm going to call the high uh high statistically high interception rate <laughs> i don't even know what i'm talking about uh like the 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 pinch points right the potential staging areas like i want to get some stands in those locations get them up and then i don't have to worry about it so if i i do want to go back to these spots and then while i'm in there get up set up See what's coming through, and if a deer comes through, then I shoot it. Great, but anyway, I'm prepping. It's just it's a little prep step for the upcoming, uh, you know, panic of the rut. And so, on one of my other main farms, I already have that taken care of. Right, I got stands in those locations, but I don't have any stands set in in this uh, this other. Oh, uh, man, it's windy out uh, in this new farm. So I definitely want to uh, get in there and try to go do that. I wanted to do that in early September. Didn't work. Wanted to do it in mid-September. Didn't work. So now that it's hunting season, I can actually hunt and do some of this stuff at the same time. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a win-win if I can get in there and uh, and make it happen. So that's the goal anyway for that farm. Now, like I said, it's a brand new farm. And the way this farm lays out is kind of tricky because it's like an L, but the top, let's see, the Northwest part of it is secluded. I can't, I can only access it from one way and that's the Southeast corner. And so most of the hunts I think in there are probably going to have to be afternoon hunts uh, because a lot of, a lot of deer are going to be coming off of the crop fields. I think I'm going to be able to get away with a little bit this year for one reason only. It's a low pressure property. I should be the only person hunting it. And there's been nobody else hunting it for the first, uh, you know, in in two years. So if I do stress the deer herd out, my, my thought process is there's going to be a quick recovery rate. I don't necessarily see myself going in there. And if I do blow deer out, um, just like those deer are going to be gone like they're going to leave the county i just don't see that happening so i feel like i'm going to be be able to get away with being ultra aggressive um you know basically not dumb aggressive but strategically and and uh, like strategically aggressive right if the, if that quartering win that i need i think one win that's really going to be awesome This year is a Southwest uh, on the South side of the property and a Northwest on the North side of the property to where if I can get on a certain side of the trail where I think that these deer are going to be coming from, I'm going to have the opportunity to quarter some, or on these deer trails and the way I, I'm, I'm thinking the deer are going to be moving through these properties to really, really, really take advantage of some quartering wind situations and, that fires me up because on some of the other properties that i hunt that i've seen it work before and have had the same type of uh i don't know the same type of scenario play out the same the same um, layout so to speak but just on a different farm i can i'm i'm just visualizing it happen right now and i'm even visualizing some of the deer that I've seen on trail cameras like use that whether that's they're coming, down, they're coming uphill. They're going downhill. They're they're coming north south. Um, I I don't envision seeing a lot of east west movement on this property just because of the terrain, the lay of the terrain, and where the covers at. But I will tell you this: um, anything could happen on this farm, and that is where I when I when I think anything could happen, I always say to myself, "Man, now I start to overthink." right like should i do this should i do this when when if i i have like a lock tight wind let's just say for example a west wind uh that that's a pretty lock tight wind if, if if it's consistently west just like a straight west wind i won't have any issues i don't think but as we start to get into these quartering winds and if it starts to float throughout the night meaning if it's like a southwest wind and then by the end of the night it's south or it's west uh, south southwest. You know, and it starts to float, or it goes from maybe a, a northwest northwest to a southwest wind, and it, it starts to float. I should be safe in some of these spots, but I get real I get real anxious and overthink those types of winds when it's shifting throughout the hunt because I feel like what if something. Uh, what if something comes from the opposite direction? And man, I just don't, one thing, one thing that I've noticed throughout the years is deer don't really live by the what if thought process that, I don't know, I, I think of. And so what I mean by that is deer just don't walk over ridges unless they're chasing does, right? Like mature bucks just don't, willy-nilly walk through random spots throughout a uh, a given day that's my experience especially during the season they stick to that military crest they stick to those pinch points those staging areas the bedding areas the the travel corridors where they have the wind direction they have the thermal uh, and they stick to that they don't just randomly go up and so knowing that that's why I put my tree stands in certain locations or my setups in certain locations. And now, um, I st- even, even still today, I overthink those spots when I have like a random wind come in or a, a floating wind where I st- it starts one way and goes the other. Now, right now, a lot of you guys are probably saying, Jesus Christ. Dan you are confusing the shit out of us and you're probably right because sometimes I confuse the shit out of myself and that's one thing this year that I definitely need to work on is is just doing it just saying dude I know this is a great spot I know this is a good access route I need to just get in there and guess what especially on this new property that I have that I'm hunting if shit does go south and a there's a there's deer movement downwind to me and and I get busted guess what I know that I won't won't sit in that spot again it's a it's a learning experience so I um I don't know man I it's I I I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for this for this uh upcoming upcoming season two main farms to hunt the like I said the farm I don't know what's going to happen. The farm that I have access that I had access to that I lost, they haven't sold that yet. So I'm going to I'm going to talk with the landowner still and I'm going to be like, "Hey, listen, if nobody's hunting that, can I hunt it until it's sold?" And I dude, I, I think they're going to probably let me do it. I don't know 100% if that's, you know, if that's the case or not, but I will tell you this. If they do let me hunt it, early season, I'm going to dive into that. I'm going to cannonball that property because I know that if I blow something out, I'm going to be ultra aggressive early season. If I blow something out, I don't care. I got two backup spots and I'm never going to hunt that property again. So big deal, right? And um, and so I will do that. Now, I say that with an asterisk because I am a (laughs) sounds bad. I, I did a podcast last year, uh, called don't blow your load too early. I highly recommend listening to that. And it's not about sexual intercourse. Okay. It is about deer hunting. And so this past week when I was in Nebraska is a perfect example of it doesn't matter if a giant cold front comes through in October. Usually, you know, it depends on who you ask, right? I don't get to hunt the, the highly managed farms. Right? I don't get to hunt any type of managed farm other than they manage it for uh, they manage it for agriculture and livestock. That's what they're managing it for. Deer hunting is secondary on all the properties that I hunt. And so... What the the crazy thing about this is is everybody gets hyped up about like oh dude it's October fifth and there's a cold front coming through and oh my god I gotta get out there. Most of the time that I've done that has led to zero success because um, the, it 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 has not produced the deer movement that everybody says a cold front should produce. Right. If you have a highly managed farm and you're sitting on a, a food plot, I would say I would guess potentially you have the you know, you have the ability to do that, to, to see this early deer movement based off. But when you have when you apply some pressure, whether that's farming pressure or a hunting pressure to a piece of property, cold front comes through. I just have not been blown away by any type of early season cold front. And so that's what I mean by don't blow your load, like blow your load all over the place. If it's a cold front in the first week of of November, man, that is, that's the money spot. But when it's the first week of October and a cold front comes through, maybe, right? I've never been, I've never sat in a tree stand the first week of October and said, oh my God, I saw so many deer tonight because this cold front came through and it dropped 20 degrees or whatever it was we we have to realize that it is breeding it's the breed like the breeding season's coming and that is what dictates the deer movement in in my opinion and so if you're at home and you're thinking hey man I want to take a vacation day to uh I want to I want to blow a vacation some vacation hours on this early season cold front think think twice about it that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say, think twice about it. Now you have to remember, ev- for everything I say, there's people out there who can give an example of a time that an early season cold front worked for them. And so, take everything I say with a grain of salt. I mean, by now you guys should know that. I, you know, I'm no, I'm no master at this, but I have spent literally thousands of hours in a tree stand throughout the years and when when you can do that you get you know and, and again this is the properties that i hunt and i would say that on average what i see is relatable to the average bow hunter not the highly managed food plot uh type properties that are out there but i'm talking about permission properties i'm talking about public properties i'm talking about um properties where there is not significant anywhere from average to significant pressure right and i i don't know if you're listening to this and you're from michigan or pennsylvania and you have a, a hunting property that you see a lot of hunting pressure on what do you think do you think that a, a cold front is just going to have these deer on their feet moving on a highly pressured piece like that in early october i don't think so I honestly don't think so, but I would love to hear, um, hit me up on Instagram and let me know what you guys, uh, what you guys think about me, call me a dipshit, call me wrong. Uh, I don't care. I just want to, I want to learn. I want to learn more. So the goal with this, this, uh, the next couple weeks here is to really focus on, uh, I want to make sure my cell cameras are firing. I might even do a full card pull on all of the properties that I hunt and that will allow me to see what's on the property. Let me know what property is, I guess going to be weighted more, what property I'm going to put ahead of the other one. And so one, one property is, is two and a half hours away. The other property is roughly an hour away. That property also gives me the ability to stay at my mom's house Uh, my, my mom and stepdad's place. And so I can sleep there. I, you know, that's, that's my deer camp for the year. The other one is two and a half hours away. It is, it's going to be like hotel or truck or sleeping in the back of my truck. Or actually I might talk my dad into letting me uh, pull his camper down there and set it up. I don't necessarily need any type of, uh, uh, I don't necessarily need any type of, Uh, electricity or running water but it would be nice to have uh, a place to go and and stay that's not necessarily the bed of my truck that's a little insulated if i wanted to i could probably run electric from the farm uh there's a little farm building there i'm sure it has electricity so so the goal is to basically how do i put this Get the playbook, read the playbook, not necessarily put what's in the playbook to action yet in, into action yet, but gather the data, check the trail cameras, get some of the stands prepped for it's like in season prep, basically, because number one, I'm behind on it on some of the getting the stands in. But I feel like if I go in there and I hunt it and then I leave and then I come back three weeks later. Then it's just I'm going to be that much more prepared for the uh, the upcoming season and so uh, or the upcoming the rut, which is the time that I want to be in the woods. Not not only is it just fun to be in the woods during the rut, it's also the time that you have the highest odds of running into any type of deer, especially a, a buck. You can call them potentially. You can rattle them. In, you can. I mean, they're they're going to be up on their feet during daylight more. So the closer you get to that peak or at time frame, the better chances you're gonna have. and that's where I've always put my bucket, right? I've always put my uh my my money is in that time frame. And again, here's an asterisk. I do not feel that that's that's a, a bolded period, you know, in like that's a written in stone statement because, if all of a sudden I I have a trail camera firing or if I go and check my trail cameras and I figure out that on a west wind, this buck is always crossing this creek. And that's an example. It's always crossing this creek in a certain spot. You best believe the next time there's a west wind, I will be in a tree with a shooting, with with a shot opportunity to that crit crossing, right? If I have that kind of information. So where am I going to focus on? It's going to be, it's going to be late October, early November, right? It's that, that, that rut timeframe. But if the information that I gather, if the intel I receive tells me that I need to be in there sooner, then I'm going to go do it. That's outside of this, this planned prep time. So, um, I don't know. We will see, we'll kind of see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for the upcoming season. I'm not going to be, get too wild. Um, quite yet. I'm really focused on my South Dakota hunt. That's going to happen the second or third week of October. And then I'm going to come back and then I'm going whitetail crazy. Uh, I'm going to have to do Halloween here with the kids. So I'm not going to be going to, you know, I'm not going to be doing any hunting pretty much on the the days leading up to the the uh, 1st of November. But after that's over. And for the most part, all the kids' activities will be over at that point. Usually they are. Then it's game time. And then it's like, then it's, <laughs> this is where it sounds bad. This is, I'll see you later, family type hunt. Because I've put in the work, right? And and so here's the last thing that I want to say. I'm, we're sitting at, what's the date today? I'm recording this on the 26th of September, I don't do pumpkin patches like I hate pumpkin patches, but if I got to do a pumpkin patch to, to use it as (laughs) it sounds bad to use it as leverage against my family so I can hunt more (laughs) in the, in the rut, I'm going to do it right. Like I have my brownie points built up right now and they're really good brownie points for this year. So good. So good. In fact, that like, I think I almost overdid it. Right, I think I, I did too much too much brownie points, and so I I know that after this season's over they won't last. Right, I have to start from scratch again. But I think what's what's cool about overdoing it is that you know your limits and say I don't need to do as much the next year. So anyway, with that said, um, that's kind of the layout for the next couple the next month really. Um, go to South Dakota, come back. Chill with the fam for a little bit. And then after that, the train, the rut train's coming and I'm fucking fired up, dude, because this new farm is going to allow me the opportunity to do what I truly love to do uh, in the the Midwest whitetail scene. And that is play that chess game with the deer and get in there, make some moves, move around, see where they're coming Tear down, set up, tear down, set up, tear down, set up, get, get in position. And the goal is to put a wasp broadhead through the heart, lungs, or liver of one of these deer and 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 conquer them, right? And so that's what I love to do. And uh, hopefully that all that all works out. So I will say this to each and every person who's currently listening to this. I absolutely enjoy every single message i get from you guys about um your strategy for the upcoming year or your uh your success right i hope all of you find success this year get out grind your balls off go do it get those brownie points in now then go then go right don't leave your kid in the car or be late for picking them up for school because you're hunting make sure someone else is picking them up you know Make sure the the planning and preparation is in place. Make sure you put in some brownie points and then uh, get out there and go do what we all love to do. And that's chase whitetails or whatever you're chasing, right? So uh, good luck out there. Man, I hope you guys all find success. And when you do, please reach out to me and show me your success. I don't give a shit if it's a 200-inch deer or a spike buck. I love seeing the... Uh, the success that comes out of every season from the listeners. So uh, good luck. Uh, Wear your goddamn safety harness because I like I've fallen out of a tree one time, long time ago. And since then it's been safety harness. And every year I hear a guy I did, I I slipped out of my tree. I wasn't wearing my safety harness. I wasn't wearing my lineman's belt and I fell and I broke my ankle. Luckily I just broke my ankle or I had a buddy die and this, that like, it can all easily be prevented by wearing a safety harness um, so just do that uh, and then good vibes man, right I'm gonna I'm gonna flood October I'm gonna be flooding the good vibes out to you guys so if you see them grab them, use them throw them back out there and uh, you know pass those good vibes on to everybody else be smart, hunt hard. Oh, I'm just freaking jacked right now. so anyway, Good vibes in, good vibes out. Wear your safety harness and be sure to uh, go check out Tethered Wasp, Hunt Stand, and Vortex. Go to uh, the Nine Finger Chronicles on iTunes or wherever you downloaded your podcast. Leave a five star review if you would be so inclined. Uh, that helps me out. And then go check out the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network. Man, season is here for some of us, it's almost here for the rest of us. And uh, good luck. We'll talk to you next time.